Publisher Podcast, episode 44. We are talking about how to make your book launch parties a more fun and enticing event so that you can draw more people to it, create an experience that makes them want to actually attend so that you can sell more books to more people. So this is, again, another replay from a previous Women in Publishing Summit. You may be wondering, why are you putting out so many replays? And the answer is, I'm on summer vacation, and this is still wonderful content and great things that you want to know. To most of you, it's new content. So I do apologize for all of these. I love this interview with Loud Pen. She is not only an author, but she's also an event planner. And um, we're talking about how to create a unique experience that helps you get people to actually show up because having people there is going to sell more books. What you need to have at your event and when you should plan them in terms of dates and times depending on your audience and how to create a fun theme around your book so that it's not a just boring schmoring hey i'm launching my book come hang out with me although those can be fun too so i know you're going to get some great ideas and learn some things you should do and learn some things you should not do enjoy this episode Welcome to the Publish Her Podcast, a place where you can come to get inspiration, motivation, help, encouragement, and support in your journey to write, publish, and sell your book. Hosted by Alexa Bigwarf. Cause I've been where you've been, and I felt what you're feeling, and I don't want to get in your way. I'm Alexa Bigwarf, your host and founder of Write, Publish, Sell, a soup to nuts uh, support for authors business, basically. Uh, today, I am really excited to talk about something that, um, well, it's just fun, planning events uh, around your book. I mean, there's, it's just fun. <laughs> So I'm I'm excited to bring back Loud Pen, who was a guest on our summit two years ago, and um, she has graciously come back. Uh, Loud Pen is a lifestyle entrepreneur with two different businesses, 8515 and ISLP. That said, Penny has many different titles that she uses for each company. As far as ISLP, Pen is a lifestyle blogger, influencer, writer, editor, product developer, designer, producer, and director. You want to talk about somebody who wears a lot of hats. <laughs> yes, ma'am, I do. <laughs> so with 8515, she's got more hats. She's a publicist, event planner, creative director, casting director, stylist, and makeup artist. Oh my gosh. Basically, yeah. she's your go-to girl for <laughs> anything creative. <laughs> yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh my gosh. She writes content, she develops products, she produces directs, and she creates marketing and PR campaigns. So mm -hmm. um, definitely someone you want to have in your court if you struggle with any of those issues. And let's just be honest, even if you are fantastic at all of those issues, mm -hmm. all of those things, like sometimes you just need somebody else to do the work for you because there's- exactly. Because there's not enough time in the day. There is not enough Seriously. time. Seriously. There's only 24 hours, guys, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> ladies, there's 24 hours. Let's plan our... Oh, my goodness. Okay. Besides what's important. So, yes. Okay. Well, let's right. talk about events. Let's talk okay. about events. So, I think that this is so much fun. Um, uh -huh. And just, just as a warning, we're having some really uh, wonky internet issues, um, but sometimes Zoom takes up a lot of bandwidth. So if I turn off my camera while Penny is speaking, that's to try and keep it from interrupting her 
uh, speaking. So I hope that's not too annoying. Just a little disclaimer there. Um, okay, back to it. So mm-hmm. book book launches are fun. They should yes. be fun. fun. Right. You should have a great time doing it. And people who do live events sell way more books. So yes. I know you are an event planner expert. Mm-hmm. Let's right. Talk about it. Um, what we try to do, and um, again, um, I plan events as far as like 8515, um, but since I am an author and I do have a second business, ISLP, um, what we'll kind of do is partner with, uh, create a partnership between the two businesses to plan events that promote um, ISLP's books. And so what we always focus on doing with our events is creating like a unique experience for the people who are going to be attending the event. So our events are not traditional author events. Um, as far as traditional author events are usually like a book signing that's held at a bookstore that usually happens right when the book, again, like partner with the bookstore and then host like a book signing event for readers um, at that bookstore. Um, the events that we have done for ISLP's two books, uh, Make Your Pen Loud, How to Be a Lifestyle Blogger, and our latest publication, um, The Loudest Pen Ever, have been more experiential events. And what I mean by like experiential events is that we literally were creating an experience for the attendees. So the most recent event that we did that was specifically related to those two books was um, MP3. And that was in April of last year. And so um, April is when we, uh, when ISLP first uh, launched uh, our first book, Make Your Pen Loud, How to Be a Lifestyle Blogger. So actually what MP3 was about was it was an anniversary event to celebrate the third year anniversary um, of Make Your Pen Loud. Um, so I actually go live times a week, Monday through Friday. Um, and basically what I talk about on live is just like various different topics, things that I'm going through with the business. I share like uh, business tips, I share lifestyle tips and things like that. And so um, I, I always am like really goofy and funny. And if you kind of just know me, Penny, as a person, I'm just a goofy person. And so realizing that and having a conversation with my business partner, she was like, that's something that you should start to incorporate like in your brand and business. And so when we started planning the MP3 event, I decided to make like stand up comedy, like come see Penny, like doing stand up comedy, like the main focus of the event. And because again, that creates like a unique experience. That's a little something different because in the new book, The Loudest Pen Ever, um, it's a book of, it's like a narrative nonfiction book. That's like a book of original stories and quotes. And so I just tell my story as like a black woman and entrepreneur and like what I've gone through trying to start and run and manage two different businesses. Then also some personal things that have happened to me over the years. And so, but the book is just really funny and really goofy. And so when we were planning again at the MP3 event, it was like, okay, how can we create a unique experience and do something that will help sell copies of the book? But again, we'll give people a reason to actually attend the event because book signing events are great, but unless you're Michelle Obama, yeah. it's, it's difficult to sell out for a book signing, to be blunt. Mm-hmm. But you could do an event where you're going to say, oh, I'm, I'm a really funny person. Come see me do some stand-up comedy, come eat some breakfast tacos and drink some mimosas. And those are things that everybody wants to do. On a Saturday afternoon, which is when the event was held, you know, you want to go see something funny, you want to have brunch, you want to have mimosas. So you're going to an event where you can pay, I think, the uh, mimosa and taco ticket was like 20 bucks. So, you know, going to an event where you're going to get that experience and you're also going to get some tacos and some mimosas for 20 bucks. I mean, you can't really beat a price and experience like that. 
And so basically, and then another sales draw that we have for the event is that we always do like 90s hip hop and R&B playlist um, during our event. So again, if you're like a fan of that type of music, it gives you another reason to go. So the reason why I'm stating all these things is because when you're planning an event to promote your book, you want to give people a reason to come to the event itself. Not necessarily to, because once you get them to the event, then you can focus on actually selling copies of your book. But the first thing you got to do is get them there, get them to your event, get them to the event. So what can you do as an author, as the event planner to say, what can I do to create an original experience like around my book? And then once you kind of decide what that is, then you can kind of actually start um, actually planning your event because then once we got people to mp3 it was kind of just like oh we actually have a couple of books for sale if you want to buy the book at the you know and so throughout the event that's what we did we just said okay get time to like get their mimosa get their tacos so then they just kind of mix and mingle during that portion and then there was like the stand-up portion um, where I kind of just introduced myself and did like the stand-up part and then after that was over, um, again, it was going back to like the mix and mingle. But during like the mix and mingle, um, I actually had a table set up with all the copies of the book out. Um, just, you know, everything looked pretty or what have you. And so then once that was done or once the stand up part and all that was done, then I actually sat down at the table and then people could kind of come up and purchase their copy of the book. So, again, it created this whole experience. And throughout this entire time, you have 90s hip hop and R&B, which is really great feel good music playing and what other type of music you're into, whether it's rock, country, just make sure whatever music you play during your event, you do want to have music because again, you want to create that experience. So there's never any awkward silences because remember you're getting people together that might not have necessarily met one another before. So having music playing kind of stops that awkward silence. Also having food and drink, you know, you never want to have people at your event that are hungry. I mean, even if it's just water and, and like some cheese and cracker, just something simple, just give people something to nibble on to eat. Don't assume eating something before they've gotten there or don't assume that people, because they're there for like a book event, don't want something to eat. And again, food and drink creates an experience. If you have great food and drink, I promise you, you can have, people will leave your event like, oh my God, this event was, but it's just because you just had great food and drinks because no one wants to go to an event where they feel like, oh my God, I left so hungry. I was so thirsty. They didn't even have water. You know what I mean? Like that, that just, you know, it just, it, it ruins the um, experience. So I would recommend having all those things um, at your event. Although again, it is an event that promotes a book. You just don't want people feeling like, I don't know. Well, and let's <laughs> be honest here. Now, uh-huh. Not to say that you have to include alcohol because I know there are many people that don't drink, that don't drink. <laughs> yeah. But let's be honest. Once somebody's had a glass or two of wine, their inhibitions uh-huh. go way down and yes. they're like, Yes, I will buy the book. I'll buy 10 of them. (laughs) Exactly. It's so true. And that's why we, literally at every 8515 event, I'm serious, there's always some type of alcohol. Because then, again, like, you're just basically giving people the option to drink or not because the people who don't drink are just not going to drink. You know what I mean? But the people who do like to have a cocktail or a glass of wine are going to partake. And those, like Alexa just said, the inhibitions are going to go down and they're going to buy more copies of the book because they're in a better mood. Like, it's 
proven. You know, I've worked in the service industry and I've talked to bartenders that say like, you know, you put a little, <laughs> little extra in the glass because people lose their inhibitions <laughs> and then they tip you better and they're nicer. And it, it it's so it's true. What Alexa right. said. I just have to make a disclaimer right here that we are All not right. promoting like getting people <laughs> right. drunk. We're not saying become an alcoholic and get drunk at your book signing event. Just We're saying just a glass of wine. Fun. Right, exactly. That's exactly it. And having wine there because that's why, and and that's also too why most at 8515's events, we mostly have done just beer and wine Mm -hmm. because just doing beer and wine, you know, it's low. Right. Or an alcohol tent right. versus, you know, when you get in tequila and whiskey, <laughs> you know what right. I mean? And those harder alcohols, you know, you have a higher um, alcohol content. Um, so that's why we usually do just do uh, beer and wine. And we kind of, to be safe, do kind of just watch, you know. Absolutely. Making sure Absolutely. people Absolutely. are not overdoing it. And you kind of just keep your eye on your guests. And, you know, you just make sure that they haven't had more than, you know, you want people to be safe. Well, that's an important thing to talk about, too, because I know that people have run events like this from their home. Mm -hmm. I know that people have Uh done, like, like Uh create an experience, charge a $25 ticket. With that, you get Mm -hmm. your food, your drinks, and all those Mm -hmm. kinds of stuff. And just, I just want to put the disclaimer out there. I am not a legal person. I am not Mm -hmm. a a lawyer or any of those things. But if you're Mm -hmm. serving, if you're hosting an event at your house, you know, there are extra liabilities. So if you're going to do that, I would make Mm -hmm. sure that you just are aware of those types of things. And if there's anything that you need to do, provide like, I don't know, I would just check into it. <laughs> just so that yeah, we just look, honestly, yes, look into it because um, that's one thing, because that's, I'm based in Dallas, Texas. Mm-hmm. And um, that's one thing that I learned when I was actually planning the MP3 event um, is that in the state of Texas in particular, um, you cannot um, sell alcohol at an event unless you have a permit you can get a temporary permit just to be able to actually sell um alcohol at your event but get this if you give the alcohol away for free you don't need a permit isn't that crazy like it's literally so if you give free alcohol you say hey come to mp3 we're going to give you a ton of free alcohol or just free alcohol you don't have to have a permit but if you if you if we say if you come to mp3 and and you know it costs five dollars to buy a mimosa like at the bar at the event we would have had to have a permit for that. Wow. But um, if you are selling tickets to your event and you're just going to be serving alcohol, you don't need a permit for that because people are purchasing the ticket to your actual event. Right. And not sell. Again, Which, like if you're going to have like a cash bar at your event and you're going to actually sell the drinks in the state of Texas, yes, you would need a temporary permit for that and it takes you know a couple of months to get all of that together and um and this is an overall event planning tip please 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 plan your event minimum three to six months in advance please do not today is january 17th decide i'm going to do an event on april or february 20th please do not do that to yourself because you will pull every single piece of your hair out because the things that you have to do to put a plan an event together is, is literally just too much. And you will be shooting your own self in the foot if you don't give yourself that timeline. And so again, like I'm already stressing because I'm going to repeat the concept of like MP3 as far as doing an, a yearly anniversary event. So this year it'll be MP4 um, and I'm going to do it in May this year, but I'm already stressed because I'm like, oh my God, man, it's like around the corner because <laughs> there's so many things that have to be done 
in order to actually put your event together, you know? So you have to keep those things in mind. So give yourself an ample um, timeline so that you can plan a great event and have a great event, you know? And, And so again, minimum three to six months, um, three months would be for an event where you're going to have 25 to 50 people tops. Six months plus is where you're going to have anything above that. Um, because, again, if you're trying to have an event that's going to accommodate 50 plus people, that means you're going to need a bigger venue, um, which means you're going to need a bigger budget. So it, everything is going to increase, basically, because you're trying to accommodate more people and I know in Dallas if you're gonna host an event like that your venue fee alone is gonna about two thousand dollars so again so so keep in mind here to keep in mind here we're talking about experience events so don't be panicking Mm -hmm. if you're like I just want to have an event in my local bookstore to launch my book Uh you know that's a different right there's a different thing there's different types of events that you would um be doing um but the the thing is um here's the thing that you have to keep in mind if you're gonna do an event at a um, local bookstore type of event um that event is going to be more of a book signing event, mm-hmm. um, you're not necessarily going to be able to create that experience because you're going to have too many other things going on in that bookstore. There's other books for sale in that bookstore. We've done other events. That bookstore is promoting themselves and the fact that they have other events. That bookstore may not necessarily have the space to do something like what we did at MP3 where you're going to have mimosas and breakfast tacos and things like that because yeah. most indie bookstores just don't have that space because right. again, the, it's set up to be a bookstore. It's not set up to be an event sure, venue. Event. So, That's exactly right. So yeah, and then like, I have a specific target audience just in general for my business. Right. Um, so my target audience is uh, multicultural millennials. Um, so that's just a really fan African and American and Hispanic uh, creatives uh, between like 25 to 34. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I did was during the stand-up portion of MP3, um, I just talked about a lot of things that they would think are funny that they could relate to. Right. Um, so like there's a really popular hip hop artist out right now. I don't know if you guys have heard of her name is Cardi B. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of, of have, Cardi B. I have kids. I think, yeah. Like I think like exactly Alexa, like if you're somebody that has children, like you're like, oh my God, like Cardi B is like not your jam because she's not creating content that is family friendly at all <laughs> and in general in my personal opinion and I, and this is a personal thing where I'm just a huge like hip-hop head and so I like the hip-hop from um, the 80s and the 90s where I felt like it was more lyrical and you actually had great content you know a lot of the hip-hop that's coming out now this mumble rap stuff I'm a little <laughs> over but anyway it's um so I talked about during the stand-up portion because I don't like Cardi B, so I just kind of like threw shade and kind of like talked about her or whatever, but I knew that the audience would think that was funny because even the people that were there that do like Cardi B would still find that as like a relatable topic because right now, just like in the multicultural community, in the hip hop community, that's a big debate right now. Are people like Cardi B valid, you know, or should we not be listening to her music, you know? And so... You know, because you have like a Cardi B and then you have like somebody like, I guess, like a Lauren Hill, 
um, who's another female uh, rapper, but if you listen to um, Lauren Hill, her music is a lot more positive and uplifting. And again, she's got that great lyrical content, uh, which is different than a, a Cardi B. So, you know, saying things like that basically, or in general, like, and that's one thing that I want to briefly touch on, whatever type of author event you do decide to do, um, make sure it's tailored to your target audience. And that target audience should also be the people that you want to buy your book. Those audiences should be the same. So um, when it comes to kind of figuring out and trying to uh, ways to determine like who your target audience is, the first thing you need to figure out is like, who is your book for? And then like, who would relate to your book? Um, because like I said, I have two different books. So um, those books, they're, the, the audience may be just a bit different because of the, the subjects or the topics of the book. So my first book is called Make Your Pen Loud, How to Be a Lifestyle Blogger. And so that book teaches you how to create original content for a lifestyle blog and how to work with brands. So the person that would want to buy Make Your Pen Loud is someone who um, loves to write, um, loves to create. Um, they've always wanted to have their own blog or maybe they already have their own blog, but they're just trying to figure out like, okay, how do I create content for this? How can I work with brands? Like, what is it that I need to be doing? Um, so they're the type of person that are looking for like some advice and they're looking for like a book like Make Your Pen Loud to help them figure out, okay, how do I write about fashion? How do I write about music? How do I write about travel? Um, how do I work with various different brands? Because in Make Your Pen Loud, I talk about how to work with fashion brands and beauty brands and travel right. brands like hotel. Um, but my second book, The Loudest Pen Ever, is a totally different book because that book, like I said, is a narrative nonfiction book that's about um, kind of me and my life and kind of what I've gone through as like a black woman and entrepreneur. So that book is the kind of book that somebody who is just like, what is it like to be an entrepreneur? You know, what is it like to be like a black woman? The person that reads The Loudest Pen Ever might not necessarily be a creative themselves, but they want they, they, they love to read and they want to hear the story of a creative person. So you kind of have to figure out like and really break down like what's the point of your book and what is your book all about? And then think about like who would want to buy this, you know, and exactly. then that person is the person that attends your event and then hopefully buys a copy of your book at the event. <laughs> it's such a great point though. And, and being able to identify that can really help you create uh -huh. an event that's going to be so much fun and, and uh -huh. a lot of let loose and want to be uh -huh. part of uh -huh. your community and do all right. those types of things. Right. But exactly. Like you said, if, if you had an event where, you know, you stood up mm -hmm. on the stage and talked about, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. the latest laws that were happening in the school district. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. I mean, that's they, a really stupid example, but you know, right. you want to you want to be doing something that, for uh -huh. example, a, a women a, a whole bunch of older women may not really have a great time at, at something making fun of Cardi B or exactly you know <clears throat> right. They may not have a good time at that type of event, um, and and that's what you have to understand. Audience want what are they looking for you know like I saw that I'm not sure how I, I discovered this author but I know they were associated with right published sale and it was this author that wrote a book about World War two yeah. um, and how they kind of like created like an experience around their book so same thing with my audience my audience is not really interested in a World War two experiential <laughs> event you know what I mean so you have to know like this is what my audience is interested in and this is what they will find 
fun and cool and entertaining. And so once you kind of figure out what that is, you can create that experience, you know? So it's all about kind of like knowing your audience and what they like. And this is why, honestly, um, it's, it may seem like your social media analytics and your blog and your website analytics, not just looking for like, this is how many people like this post or this is how many people read this article, but looking for like, who is that person though? Mm -hmm. Like click on their Facebook profile and their Instagram profile and see like, where do they live? Like, do they have a family? Like, who are they? Right. Because then once you know that, then you can kind of say, okay, this. And when I click on like whoever starts following me or likes my post or like reads my blog or it's always been African-American and Latino. So that's how I know like that's who my target audience is. Those are the people that actually go on the website, buy copies of the book. You know, those are the people that buy tickets to the event. So I know that's who my target audience is. But I kind of pre-discovered that just really checking my social media analytics. So check your social media and your blog and your website analytics and just hone in like, you know, not just like, oh, it's women. Hone in even more right. on that. Like right. how right. old right. are they? You know, are they 25? Are they 40? Are they 50? How old are they? Where do they live? Do they live in metropolitan cities like a Dallas or do they live in like smaller um, 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 towns? You know, where, where do they live? Like, what do they do? Are they, are they parents? Are they single? Like figuring all those details out too is another thing that's um, important because I know my personal target audience has been mostly um, people that are single or if they are married, they're they're like young married, which doing that pre-research on your website and on your social media to kind of just figure out like who's following you and who's visiting your website and your blog to kind of figure out like who they are. And again, that can kind of help you figure out like who your target audience is. Yeah. Well, another point on that too, that I think is really important is that when you're mm -hmm. planning an event like this, um, knowing what those people are doing and where they're at and what place they are in life will really yes. help you determine like when they'll attend an event. For example, uh -huh. if all your followers are soccer mm -hmm. moms and you mm -hmm. want to plan an event in April. Mm -hmm. Um, Saturday morning is probably nobody's going to come because their kids. Nobody's, yep, exactly. Because their kids all have soccer games right. and they're not available to come. So you have to, you know, understand that. Or if you're planning an event and you know, your target audience is majority working professionals. Like, let's say I wanted to do an event for Make Your Pen Loud and do like a blogging workshop, but you know, majority of bloggers still have full-time jobs. Mm -hmm. So me planning an event on a Wednesday afternoon, no one's going to come because they're all at their full-time jobs, you right. know, but if I plan an event that's at night or on the weekend, I'm much more likely to actually convert people to actually get them to come to the event. Absolutely. So that was an amazing point, Alexa, setting your date and time um, to be customized around when your audience would actually be able to attend such an event is so important. Yeah, you I know. learned that the hard way. Yeah, <laughs> I learned yeah. that the really You're hard way. The venue, and you've got copies of the book, and the food and the drink is out, and you're the only person there. It's you like, know? where is everybody? Is everybody? Oh, yeah, they're all at work. <laughs> you did not plan your event to the time that people would be able to attend your event. So it's so, so important. So really hone in on that, really figure that out. You know, um, now if you're going to do like a business conference and like maybe you're going to invite like specific like employees of 
something of a company, then you might be able to get away with doing something like that during the day because it's more of like a work thing for the attendees. But if it's something that they do on the side, like they, again, like if I did a blogging event, but if the person doesn't work, like as a full-time blogger, they can't come to events during the middle of the day. Um, so just realizing that and kind of understanding that is so, so important, um, setting your day and time of your event. So let's run time. down, let's run down mm-hmm. just a quick list of, um, as we wrap this up, like if you want to mm-hmm. plan just this smashing experience event, what are the three or four things that you absolutely have to have? So the things that you have to think about for planning a great event is I believe in the experience events. Um, and so the reason why I like the experience event is because you're giving people a reason to actually come to the event um, so that once they're there, then they'll buy copies of your book. So I believe that you should have a name for your event that's separate from the name of your book, but it should be related to the name of your book and the experience that's going to happen at the event. Um, so just something that's cute and fun and original Um, or it could just be something that they're going to kind of like learn at the event. So there's two types of events that you can do. You can do more of like a social fun event, um, or you can do more of like an info, um, informational type of event. And if you do a event, you decide to do depends on what your book is actually about. So again, if you're, if you're going to promote an event, if you're going to do an event that promotes, um, a book that teaches people how to do something. I believe you should probably do more of like an info event where you teach them in live how to do what you talk about in the book. Or if you're going to do more of a um, social event, then it's because your event is about something more fun. Like maybe you did like a romance novel or, or maybe you've done like a, like a, you know, like any yeah. kind of book that's basically not, doesn't teach people how to do something basically is, 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 is about that. So creating like a name for your event um, is so important. So again, like make sure it's just branded and related to the name of your actual book um, so that it kind of correlates and goes hand in hand. Because again, you're creating an overall brand for yourself and creating um, a reason for people to come to your event. Um, and then the next thing that you want to do is you want to write a description of your event. So this is just like two to three paragraphs where you literally say like, this is the name of the event. This is what the event is. This is the date and time. And you basically describe what's going to happen at the event. Um, that's first off for you as the event planner. So you know what it is that you actually need to plan. Um, and then what to expect. So they know like, this is what I should expect at this event. This is what's going to actually happen during this event, because there's nothing worse than going to an event. And like, you just feel like, oh my God, like what's happening? You know, right. like you didn't know what to expect, you know, like, when is this going to happen? When is that going to happen? So again, just writing that description of your event, it describes what you need to plan. And it also lets your audience know like what to expect and what's going to actually take place at the event. Um, And then the next is, um, is set a date and time. Just like Alexa said, you know, make sure that that date and time is going to be something that works for your target audience. Um, And again, make sure that you're giving yourself that lead time. So again, if you're planning an event for 25 to 50 people, I recommend a three-month-out timeline. If you're planning an event that's for 50-plus, I recommend at least six months um, to a year out. Um, And then, yeah. And uh, and then also one thing about the date and time for your event, remember things like the weather, you know, (laughs) because, like, if you plan an event, and, you know, like, again, I live in Dallas, and in the middle of the summer, oh my God, no Dallas is hot. So, you know, so no outside events, please. You know, I understand I want to sell copies of Make Your Pen Loud and the Loudest Pen Ever, but 
for me to do an event out in Dallas, Texas is just not a good idea. Right. Get a venue. It's got AC. You know, if you live somewhere like New York where it's cold in February, it's freezing and people, yeah. And then again, weather affects whether or not people want to come to your event, like if it's sure. like raining or if it's cold. So just keep these things in mind when you're setting the date and time of your event because you basically don't want to do anything that's going to create roadblocks that's going to make people like not want to come. You know what I mean? You're going to be like, oh, if it's like February in New York, like it's going to be tough to get people to come to your event. Keep those things in mind. Um, and then the last tip I want to leave with is um, kind of like writing your event plan or actually going through the process of planning your event. Um, so the number one thing that you want to do is um, book your venue. So finding a local bookstore to partner with um, to do your event or uh, renting out a venue, or if you're going to do the event at your house, you know, just really figuring out where you're actually going to do the event. And then once you figure out where you're actually going to do the event, that's when you plan like the actual details of the event. Um, as far as like, you know, the layout and how everything's going to be set up and, and just things like that. So if you're going to do an event at a local bookstore, you know, you're probably going to have more of a simple event, you're going to have like some light like appetizers and drinks, and then you're going to have a table set up with your book and for you to sign copies of your book. Um, but if you're going to rent a venue, you know, you have the whole session and things like that. If you're going to do an event at your house, because we've also done events um, at um, our homes before, um, they weren't specifically to promote our event. It was our, our, our book. It well, We were just like, hey, if you want to buy a copy of the book, you can. But the event itself was like a dinner party. So again, it, once you kind of figure out what your event is and like what the venue is going to be, things all have validity. You know, like doing an event in your house is totally fine and totally okay and totally works and helps you save money, you know, and you don't have to worry about, you know, just any outside parties because it's your house you control everything right. so you know what i mean it, there's there's nothing wrong with doing an event in your house it yeah. totally works and if you're doing a smaller event that is and depending on where you live like if you live in a one-bedroom apartment like penny or if you live in your own house <laughs> it depends on how much how many people you can um accommodate but you can still do that like i have a one-bedroom apartment here in dallas and i've done events in my apartment yeah. so again you can do that so that's the first thing because again it kind of determines like the flow of your event so either booking or figuring out where you're actually going to host the event. And then you want to create your guest list, you know, figuring out who you kind of want to invite to attend your event or just if you don't have necessarily a guest list, cause maybe you're a brand new author and you don't have an audience yet or don't have a, a list to pull from as far as a guest list. Um, then just kind of figuring out like who your target audience is and who the type of people you would want to invite to your event. So just kind of like collecting like their names and emails and, and phone numbers so you can actually send them invites and invite them to the event. And then you want to um, create your actual invite, um, which is, you know, you can use a variety of different tools. You can design your own invite, but just as long as the event invite has the most important information, the name of the event, the date, the time, the location, and how the person would either purchase a ticket or RSVP to the event. As long as those information is on your invite, that's fine. Um, and as long as the invite is like, pretty as far as like just make sure that like it just looks nice like mm -hmm. just it looks like something that people will be like oh that's pretty that's cute you know what I mean and again yeah. you have a variety of different tools or you can hire a graphic designer it just depends on your budget so 
Um, okay, so that's that's something. And then just, um, and again, I'm getting kind of like into the nitty gritty details when it comes to um, event planning. But the last couple of things I want to say is that um, also make sure you determine the food and drink situation of your event. Because even again, if you're going to do an event like at a local bookstore and all you're going to have is like some water, some wine and like some cheese and crackers, you still got to figure out how are you going to get all those things to your right. event? Are you going to go to Sam's Club and buy it? You're going to work with a sponsor? get them to the venue and have it for your event attendees to actually consume. So just kind of figuring those things out, you know, so you kind of really like plan out yeah. the details um, of your event. The last thing, the budget, that's another important thing when it comes to planning your event. And the reason why the budget is important is because that affects what you're actually able to be able to do with your event. I, I am excited about trying to come in and do a, uh, an experience type of event. I think that's a lot more fun and engaging. But um, before you um, leave us, can you just let everybody know where they can find you if they want to reach out for more information? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So I have uh, two different websites um, where you can learn more about me and my work, or actually three, I should say. Um, so uh, that's 8515agency.com. So that's where you learn more about my work as like a event planner and marketer and stylist and publicist. Um, ISLPDTX.com is where you can actually purchase copies of Loud, How to Be a Lifestyle Blogger, more about both of those books. And then AllPinEverything.com is my lifestyle blog. So that's kind of like where I talk about music, fashion, art, travel, and things like that. So that's where you can learn more about me and my work and support who I am and what I'm doing. So thank you so much, Alexa, for this amazing interview. This was so much fun. This was so I really appreciate this. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh. I'm, I'm just always, always very excited to have you and you bring sure. so much energy and <laughs> thank, love you. That. <laughs> thank you very much. And we will talk yeah. soon. <laughs> okay. No worries. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on the Publisher Podcast. We hope to see you back for the next episode. Great, huge thanks goes to Jasmine Commerce for the use of her song. You can find Jasmine on SoundCloud. Go check out all of her music. We'll see you next time.